0: You are listening to the Quarter to Three Games Podcast. For now, well, it's Christmas. Once you once you get past December twentieth, it's basically Christmas. Yeah, uh, the actual day doesn't matter. It's just like packed with all Christmassy stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, my name, yeah, my name is Tom Chick. My game of the week for Christmas two thousand and twelve is not. Uh, what's that Halloween game that Double Fine did, McMaster Costume uh, Quest? It is not Costume Quest.
1: All right, there you go. Uh, and I'm Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not Resident Evil 6, because I don't own it, and I hear it's not good anyway.
0: But there's new uh, DLC coming out for it, McMaster. can oh, play that? There's new
1: DLC coming out for The Old Republic, too, but you don't see me
0: <laughs> running out to do that. <laughs> <laughs> then the DLC has failed its job. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, they took kind of a good while with it, too, actually. So McMaster,
0: miserable. there's new DLC for uh, Rage. Are you going to run through and play that?
1: That one, that one blew my mind. Like, uh it's not that I, you know, I didn't hate Rage, but I just
0: god, they waited a really long time to release that. The mental image I get is a big crowded room full of lots of games all all pushing to the front for your attention, many of them great, and way in the back of the room a little tiny quiet voice raises its hand and says, "What about me?" And that's Rage with its DLC. <laughs>
1: It has sixty frames per second, so we can do that. That's uh, that's that's, you
0: know, all, that's better. That means it's better than the than the three D version of The Hobbit. Yes,
1: I didn't actually see the forty eight frame version. I saw the three D version, but I did not see the three D
0: forty eight frame. Well, uh, that's uh, that's certainly an option for you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Rage and The Hobbit have a lot in common there. Oh, really? Uh, <coughs> yeah, those, those additional they have additional frames per second. Uh, McMaster, it is... Uh, oh, also, not only is it Christmas Mc- McMaster, you know what else is this week? What's that? Isn't it the end of the world? Like that whole Mayan thing? Oh, yeah, it's tomorrow. That sucks. So, you know, uh, every now and then, like every year, we have the daylight savings time thing, and you have to change your clock, and there will be many times over the course of the next week or so where you look at a clock that's not correct or you sort of mentally gauge the time by how light it is outside, and you realize, oh, It's not the time I normally think it is because of Daylight Savings Time. Like, you get an extra hour, or worst case scenario, you lose an hour. Uh, For the longest time, I thought that whole end of the world thing was December twelfth, two 2012, because that's much more aesthetically. It does
1: make a lot more sense, yeah.
0: Exactly, like 12, 12, 12. You think, okay, that's when the world ends. So that date came and went. As that date was coming up, I was like, okay, well, that's the end of the world. But then I realized it's 12-23-12, which I don't understand why that is. So it's sort of like daylight savings time where I had an extra... It's uh, not tall, 12 When is it's it? 12-21. Oh, okay. Well, see, I'm even more confused. At any rate, it's not 12-12. Right. As we were coming up on December 12th, I was like, oh, God, the end of the world in just a few days. And then I got a reprieve. I got that extra time because I realized I had the date wrong. It's kind of McMaster like doing the laundry and finding a $5 bill in your pocket. Yeah. Do that? yeah, it's like, hey, I have five more dollars than I thought I had yesterday. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if you had thought it was the 23rd, I mean, for sure, you know, you would have gone, oh, well, the world didn't end. Everybody would have, of course, it didn't. That was two days ago. And then you'd be, oh, I worried so much longer for no reason.
0: Well, now you screwed me up because I thought it was the 23rd and you're telling me it's tomorrow. Uh, yes. I, I still have to get to the end of Borderlands 2.
1: Oh, Lord. How far are you away?
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know.
1: I don't know how far I'm away from the ending of Far Cry 3, so I mean, I guess we both have things to rush
0: for. No, 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 you don't want to get to the ending of Far Cry 3, though. It's awful. Yeah.
1: I think I've actually kind of gotten to the ending I was satisfied with, uh, so, so I don't know if I will actually get to the ending. Uh, like, Because I, I haven't gone to the second island yet, I just finished off the first island.
0: No, you're fine. Yeah, don't don't try to finish it before the end of the world. Just just enjoy where you're at with it now. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, McMaster, it is, though, before we get to the end of the world, it is Christmas, so since the world's ending a couple days before Christmas, uh, let's go ahead and open our presents. All right, all right. Um... So I got you something, you got me something, so uh, who's going to go for it? Let's, you go ahead and open your present. Here, I actually know it here. I'm going to open mine because I like the size of this thing. All, all right, right, so here we go. I've got it. I'm uh, opening I like what you did with the ribbon. Oh, thank you.
1: Some scissors and a little extra time can make a ribbon really fancy.
0: Oh, whoa, there's a card in here I didn't even see. Okay, it says, uh, oh, that's cute. It says, stay frosty, and it's a picture of a snowman, and then you open it up, and it's the guy in Aliens. That's cute, McMaster. I like that. Uh, I do what I can. All right, so here we, oh, it's a copy of the Dwarf Fortress Collector's Edition. Yes. McMaster, it's a game I'll never play. Thank you. Well, you know, but everybody should have it in their collection. And the collector's edition, look at this. it's little pewter ASCII characters. Oh, that's adorable. I can line these up on my mantle. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure
1: they would they would do really well with a pewter Ascii character version of Thor Fortress.
0: Nice, I really i'm I'm touched that you did that, McGrath, right. Uh, Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll install it and not play it, rather than just leaving it in the box and not playing it. I had no idea they made a collector's edition. Let's see. Oh, it's got a little uh, cloth map, but it's printed on paper. But they call it a cloth map. That's cute. Um, I like that. Good. Oh, and the soundtrack. There's a CD cool. in here of the Dwarf Fortress soundtrack. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I hope you like ASCII music. That's awesome. Oh, I love me some ASCII music. I can listen to that when I run. That sounds like great like workout music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, McMaster. Now, uh, now y- you open your present. Here you go. Go ahead and take right. it out there.
1: Oh, yeah. This is uh, – yeah. you wrapped this pretty well.
0: Well, I have to confess, I, I went to Macy's and had them wrap it. Oh, okay.
1: And oh, wow. Hey, it's it's something I already have. It's Resident Evil uh, The Mercenaries 3D for 3DS. You already I, have I it? like it. Yes. We talked about
0: it, in fact, about a year ago. Oh, well, I can't be bothered to remember things that are a year old, McMaster. <laughs> wow, you already have it. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> now you have a copy of it. I don't know if you know this about Mercenaries 3D, but you can never reset your progress. You know, there was a, there was a, a minor kerfuffle because when people sold used copies of it, like to Spot, uh, GameStop, GameSpot, yeah, GameStop, uh, yeah. they couldn't. Reset. there If you bought a used copy, you couldn't reset your progress and start from the right. beginning. So, Master, what I've given you, that's my copy that I've made a lot of progress on. So uh, when you play it, you can sort of add to my progress. And all I ask is that when you're done with it, just send it back to me.
1: We're uh, just going to pay it forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. So basically, you can play my save, and you can unlock some more of those skills and whatnot. You'll see there's several of the skills I still have to level up. So just play it some, level up oh, yeah. those skills, uh, and then you know when you think you've played it enough, just send it back to me, because you know, I can probably benefit from some of the skills that you've leveled up. From, so. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, if you feel like it, too, you can just give me your unit 13. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll set some scores for you, too, if it makes you feel any better.
0: Uh, you know what? I would rather give your wife my login information for for Zen Pinball and have her play a, f- a few tables to get my high scores up there.
1: Uh, yeah, she's been she's been hitting it pretty hard on the Vita.
0: I can't be bothered to play pinball on the Vita. It's just horrible. <laughs> who
1: can it, do it, that? <laughs> it's not well. Someone who's obsessed with pinball. That's who. Oh, thank you very much. You know, hey, it's a nice gift. I'll I'll do a lot of work for you and send it back.
0: Good, and uh, I'll, I'll admire these little pewter figures, and I'll rock out to the Dwarf Fortress soundtrack. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, McMaster, let's talk some games of the week. Just because it's a holiday doesn't mean we can forsake our normal format. Oh, no. No, let's talk some uh, games of the week and news of the week. Let's start out with a little news. Uh, McMaster, it's the holidays. There can't be really any news. There's nothing going on. Things just sort of screech to a halt until mid-January, right? What, what could you possibly have for news of the week?
1: Oh, there's so much uh, going on. Well, I mean, other than the year-end list stuff, uh, you know, uh, for instance, my pick of the week being uh, THQ filing Chapter 11 and having a bid from a new company uh, to
0: purchase them out. So what does that mean about when I can play Saints Row 4?
1: In theory, that means it should still be on track. That's completely, you know, that's what we're hearing right now, is that it should be They're going to keep development going, and um, in theory, the company that purchases them will take up their current contracts and keep development going as well as to not, you know, shut down those studios. So, hopefully, we'll be seeing at least the Saints Row Four, and uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Company Heroes Two, all that. What about those wrestling games that I love? Well, are those safe? Uh, Oh yeah, are you a big wrestling game? Uh, I
0: love I love uh, shirtless men grappling each other. that's just that's a favorite pastime of mine, McMaster.
1: yeah, you know, always writing them wrestling pictures where he has to take care of an idiot
0: manchild. Uh, Wallace Beery is, it, is that so you, that was a Barton Fink reference. Yes and they talk about Wallace Beery Wrestling Pictures. I don't even know if Wallace Beery is a real person, <laughs> but I love that name. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes. No, I just love the fact that they they want to get Faulkner or yeah of course, rip off Faulkner to write. Yeah, <laughs> a wrestling picture.
0: Well, I don't know if you know. Like, here we go. This will be a little uh, movie podcast aside. But uh, Faulkner did his uh, term of service yep. with Hollywood and did crappy movies and uh, yeah, and some good did. movies. Uh, he yeah. really
1: hated it, though. I know yeah. that I'm yeah. a big Faulkner fan. So yeah, I've always been kind of fascinated by the fact that he just totally sold out for a while and felt disgusted with himself. <laughs>
0: So let's see, so uh, uncertain future, but you you say that uh, it looks like contracts will be played out, we will get our Saints Row 4, we'll get our next yes. Metro, we'll get our Company of Heroes 2, uh, what else? Uh, yeah, so, but I, I'm i glad you're optimistic, but I uh, I worry, is this company just going to liquidate all that stuff and sell it off to other developers well, and let some of it die?
1: I'm not even sure, honestly, that that company is going to be the one they go with. Yeah. Um... Uh, Jason, uh, whatever his name is, McMaster. Uh, Jason, Jason McMaster, McMaster uh, renowned game uh, commenter, uh, quoted an article earlier about the president of the company, Jason uh, Rubin, <laughs> that uh, said that they they are like that's just one of the proposals they have. They're not absolutely sure on it yet. Uh, so, um, they, but it's a company called Clear Lake Capital Group. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're not completely sure what's going to happen at this point, but it looks positive for that. And I would love to see it, you know, at least let them continue. You know, I, I don't want to not see Saints Row 4 or Company Heroes too. Uh,
0: so I hear the name of that company, McMaster, Clear Lake Capital Group, and it sounds like it's trying too hard to, sound, to sound pleasant and innocuous. <coughs> it, it makes me wonder. I hear a company called Clear Lake. It makes me wonder what they're hiding.
1: Well, it's like what? Clearwater, the, the big radio company. They're, they're pretty uh,
0: – I was thinking more of the uh, the revival, Creedence Clearwater. Wait, no. What's the band called? Now you've got me on. Now it's, Creed, it's Creedence Clearwater revival. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I think of. Uh, but yeah, but I think any company that would name itself something that pleasant is obviously hiding something. Oh, I mean, ob- they're, they're venture capitalists, of course. It's probably more like it makes me wonder is there some sort of insidious occult thing going on any company I mean, named that there's there's something going on in their basement that's, that's they insane.
1: they hunt people i mean that's not that weird i guess i mean they sometimes hunt people i mean i've heard that now I and mean, uh i don't know if that's true but uh yeah i mean it sounds like a nice place and if you're rich and can hunt a person i'd go there
0: all right good Uh, All right, so uh, poor THQ. We we could kind of see that coming. I mean, it's not news so much as uh, the other shoe finally landed. Uh, All right, well, McMaster, here's my news. Uh, Have you played this awesome zombie game called uh, War Z? (laughs) Uh, I played
1: a game called Read a Lot About War Z. I haven't played War Z itself, no.
0: Well, if you want to play War Z time was, you could go onto Steam and download it for $15. You can't do that now because it's been yanked from Steam. Uh, You can still get War Z directly from the publisher. I think they're called Hammerpoint. But Steam took it down, Uh, which raises for me uh, an interesting issue. Uh, Is it Valve's responsibility to vet the quality of games that are posted on Steam? Uh, because if that's the case, if that's what we can deduce from this situation with War Z, uh, they've got a lot of work ahead of them. Uh, There there are plenty of other games that I feel should be pulled. Uh, Now, if that's not the case, if Valve isn't saying, yeah, we're going to vet the quality of games, I'm curious what exactly the issue was with War Z. If the issue wasn't that it sucked... Is the issue then, was it pulled because there was some inaccurate marketing copy posted in association with the game? Uh, now, let's, let's look at the problems that, that people raised about War Z. Because what happened is it came out, people downloaded it, they kvetched uh, loudly on the Internet, as they will oh, do, yeah. because apparently because not only is it a bad game, uh, and I don't know why anyone would be surprised at that, uh, but there were some factually incorrect points listed on the copy for the game on Steam when you went to download it. For instance, uh, the size of the world was uh, was listed inaccurately. I think it said something like 100 uh, square kilometers.
1: It's weird. Yeah, no, what, what they said is a hundred, two, 400, but the game only actually comes with one map and it's 100 now i mean technically yeah sure
0: that's in between 100 and 400 but it sure is uh, a little misleading that one they also said uh that the server supported 100 players when in fact the largest servers only supported uh 50 players um, but really, for the, for those two issues, uh, I, who cares about those things? I mean, that's obviously screwed up marketing copy that that they put before they presumably scaled down the scope of the project. You know, they realized okay, a big map isn't practical. Our servers, we don't have the bandwidth or whatever to support a hundred characters, so they scaled that down. And for whatever reason, they didn't change the marketing copy but but i think ultimately neither of those really matters i can't imagine anyone playing the war z feeling that he's missing out on something because there are only 30 people on the server rather than 60 people on the server or because he runs straight in one direction and hits the end of the world sooner than he expected to that's not happening i can't imagine anybody cares about that sort of thing it's part of the mindset that treats video games as consumer goods where the number of guns or how many levels there are, how many hours it takes to finish the single player, where those numbers are treated as if they're somehow meaningful figures uh, when they're not. They're not like the battery life of a cell phone or the hard drive size on an Xbox 360. I mean, you don't – those sorts of numbers, they don't mean anything. Whether you're playing with 50 people or 100 people, I don't feel that that's a meaningful distinction. Uh one of the other objections raised is that uh, Hammerpoint posted staged screenshots. They put more zombies uh, in, in front of the camera than you would ever see at once, and they took a screenshot and they posted that to be representative of the game. Uh, and while that's crappy, you know what? Everyone does that. That's part of how it, almost any video game is marketed. You, you put the best face on a screenshot, and you post that, uh, and it's up to gamers to sort of read between the lines to see, okay, don't you know they're called even? There's a word for that. Bull shots. Uh, it's, it's it's something you would you would never actually see it in the game, but they're going to use it to to market the game. Uh, another issue is that uh, they promised PVE and PvP. It's player versus environment or player versus everyone, depending on who you talk to. Uh, basically, non-competitive play and PvP, player versus player. Uh, and then some people objected when the game came out and there were no dedicated PVE servers. Um, which I, I think is a uh, it's a disingenuous complaint because the PvE is the idea that you're fighting zombies in the world. The PvP is the idea that other players can also be a threat and you can fight. This is not an MMO. I'm not sure why anybody expected that. Um, to, to me, the only really legitimate... And actually, those other claims, I don't mean to say they're illegitimate. I I just mean to say I'm a little surprised that Valve would pull a game based on those things, on screwing up the marketing copy, on staging screenshots, on player interpretation of what they expect from PvE. Uh, I'm surprised Valve would pull the game based on those things. Uh, There were a couple of things promised in War Z that weren't delivered, uh, namely this idea of a skill tree. Um, that you would buy skills for your characters. Apparently in the build that was being sold, that wasn't in there yet. Uh, they also said that you could set up private servers. That also was not in there yet. Um, so what it looks like to me is that a either a beta was posted or Hammerpoint wasn't forthcoming in mentioning that this was a game continually in development. But again, I kind of have to wonder, aside from labeling issues, if this had been labeled a beta, would that have mattered? And I kind of doubt it. Uh, it just sounds like it was a bad game, and people are looking for reasons to complain uh, and get Valve to pull it or get a, get a refund. Because there are plenty of games in process that are sold on Steam. Uh, Towns, I think. Did you play that one, McMaster? It, it yeah, time? yeah, Towns is good. And that's in, that's that's something that they're continually developing, if I'm not mistaken. I right, think...
1: but it, it's sold as such, though.
0: Well, is it is it called a beta, though? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, is. a lot okay. of those things are, like uh, Towns' is. Uh, that's just been green too, I think. Uh, but, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that.
0: Well, Natural Selection, you could buy early on. It was listed sure. as a beta. Uh, Crater is a game that I didn't like at all. I think it was a terrible game. It was also uh, put on sale without the PvP features in it. Uh, it was missing some features. I don't think they called it a beta. They just released it and said, later on, we'll add PvP. My, my point being that plenty of games uh... are either sold before they're completed or sold with the understanding that this is an ongoing uh... uh... development this is this is this game is the the development on this game is ongoing uh... that you're going to get more features down the road uh... so again it's silly that they post in their marketing copy yeah you're gonna have skill trees yeah you can have private servers sounds like those were things they wanted to add um... But what all of these objections, I'm still not clear why Valve would pull the game for War Z and not do this to other games. Because right now, there are plenty of bad free-to-play games. It seems like the worst thing about War Z is that it's got this awful free-to-play model where you buy it for $15. I guess that kind of prevents it from being called free-to-play. But you buy it for $15, and then you have to uh, – there, there's a lot of micropayment stuff involved. Um, You know, right now there are 57 games on Steam that are listed as free-to-play that are based on micropayment. And looking over this list, I think I'm safe in guessing that most of these games are bad. Uh, (laughs) Sure, some of them. (laughs) I I would say most. Of the 57 I looked at, I've only tried a few of them, but I'm guessing that most of them are... I want to look at this list. You can just go to Valve and uh, you can just go to Steam and then filter. There's a whole category for free-to-play. Uh, oh, to, to, I... their, to their credit, you know, they, they're not mixing those in with real games. Uh, but anyway, so my whole thing about this War Z situation uh, is... I I'm a I'm a little taken aback that anybody would download and play this and not realize it was going to be a bad game. That that's one issue. And the second issue is if Valve is going to pull games based on either being bad or having misleading marketing copy. If it's a matter of misleading marketing copy, that stuff was changed immediately. As soon as people started complaining, Hammerpoint changed the what it read, you know, changed the text. Um, but Valve still pulled it. So if Valve is pulling games because they're crappy or because they have misleading marketing copy, I think they need, they've still got work to do. And I just want to bring up a couple of games that I feel have misleading marketing copy. For instance, uh, Skyrim. If you look at Skyrim on Steam right now, it says you can battle ancient dragons like you've never seen. That's a quote. Battle ancient dragons like you've never seen. I have seen so many freaking ancient dragons that look exactly like these. There's nothing in these ancient dragons. It's the battle that you haven't seen. You have to diagram these sentences out is all I I have seen about (laughs) it. I've seen plenty battles where I have to wail away on something that's big. that has a lot of hit points. And I've even seen better ones in Dragon's Dogma, by the way. But to get more philosophical about it, you technically
1: haven't seen those because just at that moment, you're the only person that really sees it. But
0: that's not what it says. It says, like you've never seen. There are plenty like that that I have seen.
1: Uh, All right, fair enough. You got me with a like.
0: Okay, here's another one, Master Secret World. Secret World, three things that I think it advertises that are incorrect. Here we go. Another one. A storyline unlike anything seen in an MMO. I disagree. Uh, and they and they then sort of break down their bullet points and they talk about how there's uh there are cutscenes with full voice acting you know uh, Star Wars Old Republic advertised right. that so a storyline unlike anything you've never seen in, in an MMO I disagree Secret World that's that's bull I've seen plenty of crappy storylines uh, in MMOs and this for the most part looks like another one a bad guy running around with a doodad you know that's what it comes down to in Secret World here's another promise Secret World makes a groundbreaking audiovisual experience.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. All right. All right. A little hyperbole in there.
0: (laughs) Here's another one. This one I think is is factually incorrect. The fact that Secret World promises, quote, no classes, no levels, total freedom of play.
1: Now, that is crap. They can they can dress it up any way they want. Right. Except, like, I
0: I like the character advancement in Secret World, but to to pretend that there are no classes and no levels is absolutely incorrect. There is a level, you just don't get a number on it. But you level up, you, uh, your little, uh, there there are no classes in that you don't pick a class, but you are definitely matching two. There are even levels. I mean, there's number levels. Right, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, well,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, those prestige
0: levels and stuff, those are levels. I don't right. know what they're talking about, yeah. And they tried to, I mean, they do hide that. Like, They don't present sure. it. Sure. So, so, basically, there are classes and levels, but they're hiding them and they're presenting them in a different way. So, Secret World, again, disingenuous marketing copy. Here's another one. I went on to the Civilization <laughs> 4 page to see oh, if they God. made. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Civilization <laughs> 5. I wanted I to see if, if they made any claims about AI. Uh, to their credit, they do not. But here is a here is a howler on the Civilization V page: ultra realistic graphics. <laughs> now, what? It's, it's good graphics. It's a it's a pretty game. But I have never seen armies consisting of huge six hundred foot tall phalanxes marching over cities. I mean, they have they have great terrain graphics, but there's nothing ultra realistic about these giant figures moving around on these hexes. Uh, so Civilization Five misleading marketing copy. Uh, Valve should should pull it from Steam. Uh, here's another one. Here's a here's mathematically incorrect uh, marketing copy. If you go to the page for Borderlands Two. Oh. They promise eighty-seven bazillion combinations, as far as That's like true. weapons and stuff. I did the math. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, McMaster. It's not true because I actually checked this. I, I've. I, I don't it's claim true. to. No, I don't claim to know all numbers, but there is no such number as bazillion. Oh no! Yeah, there is. They just don't. They, you just don't know about it. I mean, come on. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just also say, because this is where I checked, Wikipedia doesn't know about bazillion either. I went so far as to double-check to make sure that bazillion is not a number. Somebody uh, needs to write, the McMaster, we need you to write the Wikipedia entry for bazillion if it's a thing.
1: See, the problem with Wikipedia is it's user editable. So, what they're going to do there's this conspiracy out there about the number bazillion, and you just hit it the wrong
0: time. I mean, sometimes it's up there, sometimes it's not. People keep deleting it. So, it's probably the Borderlands haters are wanting to discredit right. Borderlands mathematical claims. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, the yeah. point being if, if the issue is misleading marketing copy, uh, then Valve still has work to do. And if the issue is that it's a crappy game, Valve has even more work. To do Now, it got pulled. Valve has said, we're working on the developers. We're going to get a better build posted. I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know if the idea that is that War Z is going to magically get better because they fixed the copy. I mean, it's now all this non-committal stuff uh, <laughs> that, that describes the game. It's on. Uh, they, uh,
1: it.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. That right there. That that should be. That's a perfect, honest. That's a great review of War Z. Make that noise again. Uh, yeah, very good. <laughs> For me, here's what I think is going on, and here's what I think is notable about this War Z issue. The fault isn't with Hammer Point for making a crappy game. I mean, I mean, yeah, they they made a crappy game. They should not be selling. I mean, you should know better than buying it. The fault isn't with Valve for publishing game. the The fault here, what's really going on here, is that players who are too dumb to read between the lines got burned. And, and most of the fault lies with them. Valve is going to continue to publish bad games. Marketing copy is going to continue to mislead you, which is arguably the point. But players need to take responsibility. People who buy video games need to take responsibility for thinking critically when they are told about these games, when people tell them things. And especially that's the case when the person telling you something about the game is trying to sell it. To You You need to think critically. This also applies to reading reviews, to reading what other people say about games, whether it's professionals like you and me, McMaster, or whether it's just Yahoo's on a, on a forum or on a comment section, just writing a couple of lines. Uh, you need to think critically when somebody tells you about a game. Uh, and that does not, Valve is not going to rescue you from that. Uh, you cannot expect that. It is on you. Take some responsibility. Don't buy games that look crappy. And don't blame Valve uh, if your game sucks. You shouldn't have bought it in the first place. So this whole War Z debacle, uh, I think it says more about the fact that people bought a $15 micropayment boondoggle than it says about the makers of the boondoggle or the publisher of the boondoggle. Uh,
1: well, I mean, and you have a lot of points, though, I I do think you're being willfully jerky, as you're known to be.
0: it because... sounds like you bought War Z. <laughs> uh, no, 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 sounds at all. like you've got a support ticket with Valve and you're waiting for your refund. No, you know, and I guess I really, I would probably,
1: I would probably be more on your side if it wasn't for reading like the interviews with the guy where it just kind of seems like they were willfully misleading, right? right? If you know what I mean. Like that. That I guess that's the biggest problem is that it's not. It's not that what they said on the game, well, I guess in kind of a way it is. It's like, okay, what if someone released a Call of Duty without multiplayer? Hmm. I mean, that's kind of a big deal in that, you know? And if people were expecting to be able to play on these maps with 100 people, making it a much more dangerous kind of uh, thing, then yeah, I mean, that's kind of a big deal if they didn't get what they did, you know, what they paid for, but... I mean, it is, you know, I mean, it's a rip-off. I mean, it, it totally is. It's uh, it's actually, uh,
0: it has been rumored for a long time to be a mod of War, Inc. Uh, well, it uses which, their engine. It's definitely yeah. based on the War. War, Inc. is a free-to-play game, and they're much more upfront about their business model. Uh, and McMaster, because I, I want to agree with you, it is a rip-off. But I, w- what I'm surprised about is that anybody expected anything other than a rip-off.
1: Well, Uh no, yeah, I, there's, uh, sure, there's no doubt. I mean, people are just so obsessed with the whole, the day is D-Day, Z-Day, whatever the hell that thing is, that mod for Arma 2, uh, you know, that they really want like something that's just like a more finished product. And, you know, of course these people are going to put out screenshots that look good. You know, uh, if you have the assets, you can go into an engine and set something up that looks perfect. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, uh, you know, but, like, you can't – I guess the big deal is that they're just so unapologetic about it, and and they could have changed the copy. And I, I think if they had said, hey, the game's still in beta, but we're just going to charge for it now, right. I think you would not have had this problem.
0: You're You're right there. You're right there. If they had definitely been more upfront about that kind of Minecraft model, people – I mean, how many people would have looked past – uh, right. Just how unfinished it felt. Yeah, it's it's like
1: yeah, it was on sale for like thirteen fifty at the time. Like you know this, yeah, it's thirteen bucks. Who gives a damn about that much money? If you're buying a beta and you know it, thirteen bucks isn't that big of a sting. But if you're promised like all of these things and that ships with like a quarter of them, and they say, oh well, it's finished. You know, here's our basic release, and then you know half of your your key points aren't in there. You know, Here, here's. Now- well go ahead. Oh uh, no, I was going to say now I will agree with you on the PvE PvP thing because honestly it, it does say under the key features meld of PvE and PvP. Well there it was does a not whole... say,
0: like dedicated yeah. There was a thread on uh, Reddit where people just were piling on the game and were bringing up any inconsistency they could think of with a marketing copy, any problem. And I think this was just a matter of people out for blood wanting to look at weaknesses in the marketing. And and, and very few games can stand up under that kind of furor. Uh, oh, sure. But I, I think another big issue uh, is that they're, they're – they're doing this weird double dipping thing with a business model that you see video games experiment with. The fact that people paid $15 and then they play the game, they get in there, they die and they're told, okay, you have to wait an hour before you respawn unless you micropay us. You know, Absolutely. the fact that you've paid $15 and then you're confronted with that sort of micro payment model. If they're not upfront about that. And I don't, think they were i don't know how much i don't know i I haven't oddly enough seen that figure into the complaints as widely as i've seen things about you know oh the servers are only 50 player when they're only when they advertised 100 uh i think it's much easier to to complain about mathematical inconsistencies like that than these misleading than these these mixed business models but to me that mixed business model is i think far more responsible for why people why it loses goodwill uh oh sure yeah uh, I just so anyway I, I, I it's been fascinating to watch uh, I am kind of uh, it's a little odd to see valve's reaction um, well it's a little strange
1: I will say for valve as well now it's not a move that I completely disagree with because it's they're you know they're just gaining goodwill with it you know to an well, extent. But-
0: but what is Valve supposed to do? I, I mean, here's what I don't understand is what when Valve says, yeah, we're working with the developer and we're going to get another build uploaded, what is Valve expecting to be fixed before they put it up there? Because it seems like a lot of the problems with the game are endemic to the design, the business model, uh player expectations. I, I don't see that Valve can fix any of that or can... Can ever that any of that can ever really be satisfied in a meaningful way? Uh, It's 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 just terrible game. It's not going to become a better game in a week. Uh,
1: Well, no, and I think really uh, the biggest issues that can be addressed is they have to up the player limit, or they have to change their you know whatever, or and they need to release one of their other maps they keep touting uh, that's four hundred kilometers or whatever. If you do that. Then I don't see where you can yeah anything beyond that, yeah you, it, you, it's a buyer beware you yeah. know uh, but uh, they they were just really disingenuous and I and and the whole I mean of course it stinks of a scam I mean of course it does I mean what are you gonna do but uh, unfortunately uh, scams can get picked up by Steam too right so go figure.
0: All right, so there's. Uh, I'll step down off my soapbox now. I'll be curious to see how this develops. Uh, you know, uh, McMaster. Uh, also, I guess I, I was going to get you a copy of War Z for uh, your Christmas present, but it's not available to to buy on Valve anymore. So, sorry. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I was wait on their site. They have a fifty dollar package. That's an eighty dollar value that gets you three guest keys and fifty bucks worth
0: of credit. So you could do that. That'd be great. I'll oh, give you. I'll give you a guest key. Oh yeah, yeah, good. And will you play it for me as well? So I don't have to play the game. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, I'll hire someone else to do that. yeah uh Let's talk some games of the week, McMaster. All right. I'm not sure that I have one. I, I so I've been uh I've been in transit a fair bit. I've been away from my PC, my three sixty, you know, my, my uh homebound console systems. Uh so I've been doing a lot of handheld gaming. Um and I've got like a list of candidates. So McMaster, can you help me vote on my game of the week? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's also what I'm getting you for Christmas, McMaster, an equal vote in this week's <laughs> Game of the Week for, for me. Uh, okay, so uh, I've been doing a fair amount of PlayStation All-Stars, which is uh, Sony's Super Smash Brothers clone. Uh, I hate it. God, I hate it. I, it just feels so soulless. Uh, I, it's uh, a clone. I guess right. you know what exactly, McMaster. It's a clone, and yeah. it, it feels like a clone. All right, uh, Zen Pinball has a, civil, a Marvel Civil War table. Uh, that one's weird. Have you played it? Uh, I've watched Sarah play it. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, And by the way, it opens, speaking of weird, this is from the comic book, so they can't really do much with it. But uh, do you know what precipitates the Marvel Civil War? I don't really remember. Uh, And I'm even hesitant to bring this up because it just feels icky. So super villains and superheroes get in a fight, and there's a huge explosion near an elementary school that I think... Oh, that's right, yeah. And then I think, it, and I think it kills children, and so that's what leads to this idea of the Superhuman Registration Act or Superhero Registration Act, whatever it is. And that's where Marvel's their their cast of characters: some fall on pro registration, some against registration. Uh, yeah. So it's this weird. Uh, I, I mean, we've certainly had school massacres before, and we certainly have conversations about gun control afterwards. But that's just so in the headlines these days that it's yeah. weird to fire up a game of. Uh, the civil war pinball game because it opens and i like this mechanic it opens with a prologue when you play the civil war table you play a prologue about the battle that that blows up the elementary school and kills the school children and what you're doing is you get i think is it is it just two balls or something like you get a free ball and as soon as you lose it uh you bank the points that you earned with that ball for every game from now on So if you want, you can just uh, let the first little preliminary ball sink. You're not playing the full mode of the game, and you're just going to get however many points you earned the best time you played. Or you can play that little prologue and try to bank more points for every forthcoming game. Uh, Uh, I I like that little concept, but it's just kind of weird, the whole elementary school bit. Um, So once you get into the table proper, you are fighting for You either pick, hey, I'm going to be Iron Man, and I'm... Anti no, pro registration. Pro registration. Or, right, right. or and then I'm red, I think. Or I'm Captain America and I'm anti registration and I'm blue. And from then on, what you're doing, there's a couple of minor mechanical differences between which side uh, you're playing in terms of how the table unfolds. They're minor. They don't make much of a difference. But mostly what you're doing is you've got a little billboard off on the right with all these little pictures of superheroes, and you're trying to recruit them to your side. Some of them will convert to the other side, uh, and that's the whole point of it, is, hey, I've got, I don't know, Lady Marvel on my side, or, you know, oh, no, Ant-Man went over to pro registration or uh, whatever. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Damn you, Ant Man! <laughs> uh, but it is uh, so. So uh, I don't think that's going to be my game of the week, but I've been playing a fair bit of that. Um, and I do love that whole cross-play gimmick that that you have, where you have a PlayStation Three version of a pinball table. You also then have it for your Vita, but I'm I'm on the 360 through and through, though. So. Uh, all right, guesser here's another candidate. Have you looked at any... I haven't in the last few days, but when it started, I got to dip my toe into the Christmas stuff for Guild Wars 2.
1: Oh, no, Sarah has. I
0: haven't messed with it yet though. So, an airship, a big old blimp, and it, it's not really a blimp, it's just a giant, one of the, uh, golem robots that the Asura build, has been visiting different cities, and whenever it gets to a city, it gives you a little dungeon you can play. There's new, uh, crafting materials you can gather to make mini pets. Um, there's a, uh, a, a, a new PvP mode that you can play. Uh, it's basically capture the flag, but with these preset character classes that are themed around holiday themes uh the support class for instance throws snowballs it can heal people it can (laughs) its superpowers to turn into a giant boulder snowball that can roll over people um so it's just an example just they're, they're so good at world building and it's so cute when they do these little holiday themed things like the uh what is it actually called captain Tix, or there's a word for it oh winter day yeah the winter day stuff in guild wars too
1: yeah well i mean and one thing about it too is like they had a lot of practice with the original guild wars that's one thing yes. you can always say for uh arena net is they supported the living shit out of guild wars one
0: and winter day is directly from guild wars one you're right yeah yeah,
1: yeah so it like so was the halloween events and stuff uh yeah, you would have to go do the Simon Says stuff or whatever for.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's a there's that uh, there's a, a color matching like Guitar Hero kind of game, which is which is just wretched. I mean, that's the thing about these holiday <laughs> things. If some of it is terrible, that's okay because it's just free content you can annoy, avoid if you want. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I jumped into that. It, the idea is that you've got uh, little bells, like holiday bells, and you're ringing them. So what you do is colors move down towards you, and you're supposed to press the button for the corresponding color uh, as soon as it hits you. But the problem is I have all these funky key bindings for my skills uh, because I use WSD, and then I just want to use the Q and the E or Shift-Q, Shift-E, sure. uh, or the R, Shift-R. Like I just have funky key bindings so that to see those, because what it does is it replaces your skills with the colors, and the idea is that it should align the way you're seeing it on the screen and the way you press the keys. But my, my weird key bindings don't do that at all. So, you know, oh, violet is shift E, but then the green is Q, but then the, the yellow is regular E instead of shift E. So it, it was just horrible trying to do that bell matching game. That that sounds horrible. Yeah. So McMaster, I need you to play that for me to unlock oh, the, the achievement because there's an achievement for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I can't rebind your keys either, right? No, 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 Joe, yeah, no. Oh, okay, just making sure. Just, making I just need sure. you to learn this key bind. Don't change it. Don't mess with it. Oh yeah, I um, know, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. So that's a candidate. Uh, i been playing a fair bit of Drox Operative on my laptop. Do you know what that is?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've actually I haven't played it, but uh, I'm kind of curious about it.
0: I'm afraid it's not like I enjoy the basic moment-to-moment of flying around a spaceship and blowing up stuff, but I'm afraid it doesn't work for me as well as Din's Curse, which is the previous game that this developer, Soldak, made. Din's Curse was a Diablo clone where the dungeons in the town are all dynamic and they interact with each other and monsters spawn in the dungeon and bosses spawn and then the bosses will send attackers to the town yeah. and they'll build structures that make uh, weather effects in different dungeon levels and it's all very dynamic and evolving. Um, And as you're playing, you get different quests to interact with these dynamic bits and pieces. You would think this would work great with a sci-fi game, but I'm not convinced it does. Uh, And I think one of the problems is that when you're playing an action RPG where you're a character with a skill tree, there's more of a sense of making different choices, of deciding, okay, I'm going to be a warrior or a mage or uh, a, an archer or a ranger or an assassin. the way that Droxoperative operative works is instead of giving you that kind of gameplay, it gives you a ship and you put different components on the ship. Uh, and I'm not convinced even though as you play, you get more you get better and different kinds of components. I'm not convinced that that's an adequate replacement for the way action RPGs work in fantasy settings. So I'm not sold on the whole sci-fi element. Uh and the different there are different factions in the universe, different races of aliens that are vying with each other and they're fighting, and they don't really seem to have any personality. Like I don't see any difference between dryads and humans and the evil orcish type guys. Uh, and that's kind of bad in a sci-fi game. Like the different races should have different personalities. There should be some sense of asymmetry. And I don't get any sense for that in Drox Operative. Um, so that's not really working for me. So don't vote for that one for my game of the week, McMaster. Mm. Will not uh, do that do you. Okay, I have two more, three right. more, three more candidates. Uh, right. So so we recently had uh, our tournament for people to play Ascension, which is an iPhone. Uh, card uh, deck building game against the folks at pocket tactics uh and it's a great little website that owen faraday runs that does coverage of iphone games specifically strategy and tactical games uh I was not in the finalists, so I don't get to fight against the people over at Pocket Tactics. I do have a game going against Owen. It's a little too early to say how it's going to go. I feel good about it. Uh, So I've been playing a lot of Ascension. But the, the notable thing about Ascension is that the guy who organizes our games on quarter to three, we've had several leagues going, he just won the world championship of all Ascension players of all time. So Dave Perkins congratulations on being the world champion ascension player
1: really like on the ipad like like kind of on the ios like all of
0: them well okay it would be a little difficult to do a world tournament because how are you going to get let's say it comes down to dave perkins and some guy in south korea how are you going to get them to play against each other it's a tabletop game Uh, so instead they did their world championship using the ipad or iphone version of the game so yeah all across the world Dave Perkins beat, I think they had, I I don't know how they determined the the people who got into it. I think they had like, it's like basketball. They have like playoffs and finals. They have those sports kind of things. I think they did all of that. And Dave Perkins prevailed through all that. And then he beat the people who made it to the finals. And he won the equivalent of the Super Bowl against uh, whoever the other finalist was. Uh, So, yeah, all across the world, Dave Perkins, best Ascension player of all time. Or at least until next year. Uh, so, I've been playing a fair amount of that, uh, digging that quite a bit. Uh, I've also been playing Stone Age, which is a port of a board game called Stone Age to the iPad. Uh, it is a worker placement game, and I don't want to sound all boring and board gamey talky. Uh, But it's basically worker placement with a hearty random element, where you have a lot of dice to roll that determines uh, how many resources you get. So I've been playing a fair bit of that and really digging it. They did a good job with that. And then also, I feel really bad about this, McMaster. There's a game designer named Mike Singleton who did some great early, I guess they were on the Amiga or whatnot. They were on one of those systems that I never had when I was younger. Uh, And he made a game way back when called Lords of Midnight. Um, which was basically a Lord of the Rings story uh, where you have uh, an evil uh, witch king. He's even called a witch king in, in Lords of Midnight. And what he's doing is he's sending armies out into the land to conquer the land, and he is looking for some ultimate doodad that he wants. And then you have a king who has to fight those armies back, and the king's son, who's a little prince, has to carry the ultimate doodad into the bad guy's lair, where it can be destroyed. So in Lords of Midnight, you're playing the good guys, and you you marshal armies, and you also send the little prince guy on a quest to destroy the doodad. Um, And it's, it's, there's an iPad version of it now, called Lords of Midnight. Uh, So I've been playing a fair amount of that, but it's really a game design from before we knew how to do interfaces. Uh, I can't really make sense of what I'm supposed to do or where I'm supposed to go. It is open world and free-flowing to a fault. Uh, I'm just marching dudes around, and every now and then I see an army, and my dudes get killed. So, for instance, you start McMaster, like Lord of the Rings, uh, with uh, the king, his son, you have an elf kind of dude with you kind of the legolas equivalent and then you have a wizard dude he's like one of the wise i think his name is roth or something like that so you've got these four characters and i guess the idea is they can form a fellowship and they can go throw the uh the doodad into the pit where you it gets destroyed or they can go their separate ways and do whatever they're supposed to do so i send my little prince guy off to the north to head into the the bad guy's territory to throw the doodad in there that goes well enough i send the king off to recruit armies that goes well enough but the moment that the wizard and the elf leave uh they get eaten by wolves so imagine my version of lord of the rings mcmaster would go something like this so frodo heads off with the ring legolas sets out from rivendell and gets killed by an orc boromir or strider instantly dies in a brawl fight in brie and uh gandalf Fumbles and and gets a, a critical miss and trips and bangs at he- his head and dies. So that's how my version of Lords of Midnight compares to a Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm. yeah. so it would make a different series. It would make for a much shorter uh, novel as well. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just see <laughs> Fr- that very quickly. Frodo gets eaten like immediately after he crosses <laughs> the border. No eagles save him. No happy ending.
0: Exactly, right. It's more of a sort of an existential version of Lord of the Rings. It? <laughs> it's like if Kafka had written Lord of the Rings. Exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so there you go, McMaster. I've been playing a lot of things, none of which is... Re- oh, you know what? You know, what? I'm sorry, McMaster. I'm going to disenfranchise you and take away your right to vote. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm instead, because here's what I've been playing that I really like. Uh, on the PlayStation Vita, Hot Shots Golf, World Invitational. You've been playing that too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but wow. the thing is, like I don't, you don't. There's something about these little golf is so perfect for a handheld game. Oh yeah, it's it's unlike any other sport because you know you can just do one hole at a time. It's a few whacks. There's 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 enough drama in playing one hole that that's, that's all you got to do. And you can do a string of them if you want to sit down and play for a while, or while you're you no know, waiting to get on an airplane, you just just. That one ball down towards the hole, and, and you're good. Uh, golf is just so good for handhelds and, and that sort of portability. Um, oh, yeah. And also, in Hot Shots, golf really understands this. Golf is so good for RPGing. You oh, know, yes, your, your characters they get stronger. I'm not going. I'm going to screw up the terminology, McMaster. So let me know if I get this wrong. They, they get stronger stroke power. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, less curvy hitting (laughs) sure yeah uh they (laughs) They
1: lose a draw they lose a draw or a fade and uh they get more yeah are you talking about impact
0: and uh Mm -hmm. and, and and like actual like power I think so. I don't know. You confused me. You confuse me about faded drawings. I didn't understand that part. (laughs) But yeah, so there's just that whole idea of each character having different skills, and depending on what clubs you're using or what ball, it can modify them. There's just so many little technical things to modify that basic, okay, I press the button once, and I set the power, I press it again, I set the impact, uh, you know, how much you can... uh, how much distance you can get? Uh, there's just so many little variables in there that you can tweak in a gratifying way. Uh, that it's great for RPG stuff. Also, because you're constantly looking at your character, you know, you see your character sitting there ready to take a swing. Lots of options for custom customization. Um, you know, you start off just dressing your little anime chick or whatever in different clothes, or your anime dude in different colored shorts. But then you can unlock like glasses and bows in your hair, just silly, goofy, stupid stuff like that. Uh, and Hot Shots Golf knows how to take advantage of this, uh, and also for aesthetic appeal, because so much of golf is about these carefully manicured landscapes. Uh, And, you know, golf games, ever since the ancient days of the Lynx series, golf games have been a showcase for, hey, here's cool graphics of a pretty landscape. Uh, And it's it's nice and tranquil. You aren't looking at space dungeons or lava worlds or war-torn cities. You know, it's none of that typical video game stuff. Uh, And one of the things I really like about Hot Shots Golf, this latest version on the Vita, is to drive home the uh, sort of rural, idyllic nature of these courses, you'll be playing, and like rabbits will run around on the green. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's little animals. I, I've At one point, I was ready to... Uh, McMaster, what do you call it when you, when you tee off, when you do that first big hit? Is there a Dri- word for that? Drive. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so I was ready to drive. That makes it sound like I was going to play Need for Speed. Uh, I was ready to drive, and I saw it in the distance... There's something running around that looked like one of the little squirrels or rabbits, but it was bigger. So I just moved the camera forward because there's so many options now to just get a free look. You can go into a first-person free view and just tilt around and look up into the sky and do whatever you want. So I moved the camera forward, and there was a, a big old bear with bear cubs playing around on the fairway. Uh, I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you know what I'm gonna I'm sorry to steal your vote from you, McMaster, but that's my game of the week is uh, Hot Shots Golf World Invitational uh, on the Vita. So you've been playing that? Yeah,
1: actually, uh, Sarah got that for me for Christmas, so yeah, I've been playing it for the last couple of days. I really like it.
0: I do miss then the fact that you're playing it. I love like on Unit 13, we can compare each other's scores and try to beat each other's scores. I wish there were more of uh, more of a sense of that friends leaderboard stuff because there's so much exhaustive. Data tracking. In yeah, these games. it really is. Uh, like the, the, the longest hit that you've made, the percentage of hits in the fairway or whatever. Uh, it's just full of those kind of things. I mean, you know, it's sports. Uh, so I wish we could compare notes. McMaster, what's your longest drive? Uh, at this point, I think I'm only at
1: 290, I think, and that was a lot of wind and downhill. So
0: Yeah, well, mine is 291, so there.
1: Oh, I knew it was. <laughs> I mean, of course. Why not?
0: McMaster, what's your percentage of hits on the fairway?
1: Oh, God, like
0: 27%,
1: I yeah, think. No, wait, no, 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 no. It's like on fairway hits is higher than that. It's like 70-something. I thought I thought you meant like perfect hits.
0: For- oh, my mine on um, fairway is 80-something, I think. I oh,
1: of, of course. I I expect nothing better.
0: <laughs> uh, did, did you start with the dude or the chick? Uh, The guy. Oh, okay. Well. Can you guess which <laughs> one I started with?
1: Uh, I know, I, there's no there's no guessing to it. Uh, now, for me, it's always like I like the power hitters because uh, if you can get it down the the field, uh, you can pretty much make sure your second shot is a lot easier.
0: Wait a minute, they have different, they have different. Oh, I guess they do, don't they? Because you yeah. unlock the different one. Oh, so by playing the girl, do I get like a weaker character? What's going on there? What no, sort of- yeah,
1: you have a slightly lower drive, but you have higher control, so you have like more accuracy. Okay, I need that. That's what I. That's the one I want. Then good.
0: I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was. You know, it's like, why have? Why hasn't there been a Tiger Woods on this system?
0: Uh, is does EA not put their pro golf Tiger Woods Sims things on the Vita? I haven't. I don't think there's
1: one so far. I mean, I that's kind of a shame because the, it has the power to run a decent-looking like Tiger Woods game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tiger Woods does a lot of the same things you like about Hot Shots, even more so probably to an extent.
0: In Tiger Woods, can I be a chipper little anime girl who wears like bows in her hair and can unlock bunny ears? Maybe. <laughs> There's yeah. some crazy crap in Tiger Woods. We'll put it that way. Well, uh, I do – I do. one of the things I do like about Hot Shots Golf is that it doesn't have any desire like it doesn't need to hew close to any real-world things. Like you can have uh, bears running around on the field and a giant windmill where the blades might knock your ball off course or whatever. Uh,
1: God, that's uh, so – I forgot about that. Uh, I hit that damn thing last night. God. Uh, uh-huh. uh, No, I mean the thing. The thing I always liked about the Tiger Woods games is just the the whole uh, character development thing. is pretty cool,
0: right? So they do that whole RPG kind of stuff that's in Hot Shots Golf.
1: Yeah, like even like crazier. They do like where (laughs) tournaments and stuff. You win, you get points for, and you spend those points to individually increase like a bunch of your different stats and stuff. And the club do different bonuses and stuff, kind of like Hot Shots. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, uh, one of the things they do in Hot Shots Golf that I uh, that I, I really like, and I don't know if I, I'm guessing Tiger Woods wouldn't do this. Hot Shots Golf, when you start off, you only have two interfaces to choose from in terms of how you hit the ball. Either the three-click uh, thing. Actually, they're both click once to start the swing, a second time to hit to start the power, and then a third time to set the precision. Uh, right. And so when you start off, you've got two options for basically how they represent that little swing bar. But there are three other ways, and I haven't unlocked any of them yet, three other shot modes that as you play you can unlock.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, they they do not do that in Tiger Woods. There are different swing modes. Uh, They use the the stick and stuff if you want, or you can do the the three-click and all that.
0: Right, right. So I'm guessing there's probably some analog kind of mode in Hot Shots Golf. Uh, Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, it's a PS Vita game, and you're not really using much of the actual screen in it, which I thought was kind of weird, if you know what I mean. Like, there's not a lot of, like, touch controls for it.
0: Right. Well, as far as I know, the only thing they have at this point is you can touch the back of the screen to move a little cursor around that shows you, like, distance. It's basically oh. like a kind of a telemetry thing. Like, I can I can sort of move this cursor around to see how far this is over here, if I can see this point. Uh, I don't use it much, but th- they fiddle with that a little. And one of the view modes is tilt-driven. Like, you can press a button, and then however oh, yeah. you move the, the Vita around in, in the real world, that's how you're looking through the 3D
1: world. it puts a ghost on the course wherever you're looking with it.
0: Uh, well, just, it, it basically looks through first-person view. And so if I lean back and look straight up with my Vita, I'm looking straight up in the sky. And if I look oh, straight at down, i my
1: like... <laughs> You ruin your golfer's life by staring at the sun with your PSV to tilt mode.
0: Right, you can burn your eyes out, yeah. <laughs> that would be the funniest feature of a game ever. Do not look into the sun. Well, you could buy the sunglasses. As long as you had bought the sunglasses, you could do that, you see. Yeah. As long
1: as those sunglasses are made of, like, shielded metal and you can't see through them, I guess. Yeah, that That's
0: help. that's an upgrade. You have to level your sunglasses up. huh. Yeah. All right, so there, you know what? So there, that's my pick of the week. Uh, just because because I've been traveling, that's a perfect thing. So a real quick anecdote about handheld games while you're traveling. Uh, I don't know about you, McMaster, but when I'm on an airplane, I am a little self-conscious about who's sitting next to me in terms of what I'm going to play, what I'm going to whip out to kill time with. Uh, oh. Like, for instance, if some, like, Kindly old lady was sitting next to me. I'm not sure that I would want to pull out some ultra-violent shooter, you know, or or let's say some cute chick, like a young, cute woman was sitting next to me, and I wanted to sort of present myself as a respectable person. I'm not going to play, you know, I don't know, a Donkey Kong game or whatever, because those are for kids. What adult is going to play that, right, you know? So uh, I, I did on on my flight out. I uh, was sitting next to a very attractive young girl, and I had my Vita there. And I was like, "Well, rats! This chick is going to see what I'm playing. What, what do I do? I play Hot Shots Golf? Do I look like some pervert playing some little anime character running around? playing Persona
1: golf? Four. That's it. You <laughs> exactly. Straight to the Persona Four. That'll win you all the chicks.
0: Go to the dating mini. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I ended up on the flight playing uh, Zen pinball. I figure that's kind of a, an innocuous enough thing. I don't know. But uh, on the on the flight back, here's an odd one. On the flight back, I sat next to some guy who, I mean, you could see him drawing everyone's eye in the waiting room. This guy looked like a fella out of the 60s. I mean, he had on camouflage pants and I don't know what was on his T-shirt, but some T-shirt, crazy, crazy long hair and long beard with a headband uh, just total hardcore 60s hippie-looking dude. Uh, and he just stood out like a sore thumb. And he wasn't being aggressive or mean or, or anything. He just looked like he was in a costume on his way to the 60s, or like he'd been pulled from some <laughs> some demonstration at, about Kent State or something. Uh, and he sat right next to me on the plane. And it was cool. You know, he sat down. He was friendly and, uh, you, you know. And I'm like, well, what, what video game do I want to play next to this guy? Uh, I, I think I could play anything I want next to him. I could play a Persona or Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, and, and he might even ask me about it. I could have an interesting conversation with this crazy hippie dude. But before I could even make a decision, he pulls out a Nintendo th- uh, DS. Yes. He fires it up. A Castlevania something or something or other of blood comes up on the screen he, he quickly thumbs down to something called, like, a boss practice mode, and I'm watching out of the corner of my eye, and he's doing some crazy complicated boss fight where you have to stand on different platforms while some big old protoplasm pile shoots out crab claws to try to grab you, and he's just dancing around. Like, he knows the pattern. He is totally off-book for exactly when each claw is going to hit which platform. And he's just moving around, and he's just thumbing down these different super attacks. And he beats the boss, and he's assigning points to different categories. And he starts going through a level. This guy has played the Dickens out of this Castlevania game. And as we're on our flight, and I'm like, okay, fine, he's going to do that. I'm going to play Unit 13, and I'm doing some missions in Unit 13. I look over in the poor little guy's DS. Uh, The red light comes on. And I'm like, oh, his battery life is dying. He's going to lose his battery life. Uh, but fortunately, he, uh, he managed. It was near the end of the flight. Uh, his DS didn't shut down on him. Uh, but it was such a great instance of, I would never have expected this fellow to pull out a DS and play the Dickens out of this Castlevania game as well as he was doing it. So. <laughs> All right, fun. so there, yeah. So that's, uh, that's me and uh, my game of the week and my travel anecdote. McMaster, what do you have for your game of the week?
1: My game of the week, in the spirit of Christmas, is kind of like Russian nesting dolls.
0: Mm. Oh, so. oh no, I know what it is. It's uh, uh, that that double find thing where you're actually half <laughs> nesting dolls. No, no, no.
1: I, I have that. I can't remember what it's called, but it's not that. Okay. Um, now, my game of the week is I hooked up Steam uh, or my PC to uh, my television. And uh, hooked up Steam via the big picture, and I've been playing a lot of my PC games with, like, a 360 controller on my couch. Mm-hmm. And to that end, uh, I've played a lot of Far Cry 3, which I would like to talk about, I guess, a touch. But we have talked a lot about Far Cry 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then, I guess, uh, how Hotline Miami kind of blows my mind on a big television
0: Whoa, that's doing it wrong. <laughs> that's just gotta look
1: weird. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty crazy, and the soundtrack is so intense. Uh, when I mean I have it running through my uh, my surround sound system with like the subwoofer and everything going, and it's uh, it's like a raven here or something every time I, I play that game. And it's so absolutely ridiculous. I'm afraid I'm gonna have like a seizure or something.
0: Don't
1: you don't drop acid while you play that. Before you play oh that, God, I can't even imagine. That game is so freaky. Um, but how uh, the the thing I guess for me this week that was the big picture is just really it's really impressive. Um, I just kind of hooked my PC up to the television, which I've done plenty of times in the past. Uh, I've had a media PC uh, for quite some time. Uh, But I hooked my gaming one up and just kind of, you know, hit the uh, Steam big picture mode, and then I can go through all my menus with uh, the 360 controller, you know, uh, hit the big X to go into the Steam overlay, pick games from it, and uh, launch it with the buttons. Um, So, uh, you know, I I got Far Cry 3 for uh, the PC, and uh, I decided, hey, I'll give it a shot. And uh yeah, it's pretty cool. It looks great, of course. I uh, play at 1920 by 1080, uh which I don't th- I what console probably does what, 720.
0: Uh mine uh, mine does uh 1981 by uh, 1081. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. mine does that but one pixel better.
1: I heard about that. Um I, I remember when you got that uh at the bullshit store. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the, uh, it's, just, it's just kind of like a really cool interface, and uh, I can see where they're going with it.
0: Um, with Big Picture I, or with Far Cry 3?
1: With Big Picture. Ah, right. um, I think it's, it's going to be uh, a, a real threat to the next generation of consoles if they actually put together some sort of system. If they can get like, the actual hardware to run stuff at a nice-looking you know, level uh and can sell it at a reasonable price i think it would honestly give uh, some consoles around for their money
0: well in the spirit of being a cantankerous contrarian old coot i would i would thank valve to keep their pc games out of my living room you that's right i said
1: that <laughs> well i think of it this way you know yeah, how yeah. uh How Hornbostel's playing Skyrim with all the cool stuff on it and all that. You could do that exactly like you were playing your 360.
0: Uh, So what you're talking about is uh, we have Chris Hornbostel doing a game diary on playing Skyrim on the PC with mods. That's been running this week on on quarter to three. Uh, And no, that, that would never work on a TV, McMaster. TVs don't have the technology to do that yet.
1: I, uh, like, for instance, when I hooked up Big Picture the first time, uh, one of the first things I loaded up was my super modded version of New Vegas, and it just looks so awesome. No, no, McMaster,
0: that will break your TV. Don't do not do that.
1: <laughs> it just looks so awesome. I mean, TVs, it's like.
0: No, TVs cannot support modded versions of already good-looking games. That's just, I, I really don't think that's going to work out well, McMaster.
1: Oh, no, see, but New Vegas, it, it looks like, like an early talkie compared to what it does now after it's modded.
0: Well, oh, you know, and I'm sorry. What I meant to say is I don't care about graphics. I'm not a oh. graphics whore. I care about oh. gameplay. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. <laughs> let me, cha- let me so change tag here real shit. quick. No, no. McMaster, uh, I only care about uh, gameplay. Graphics don't matter. I'm playing Lords of Midnight on the iPad for Pete's sake. It's like it's like ancient Amiga graphics. I'm a gameplay-only guy, McMaster. You your really just
1: enjoy the Dwarf Fortress I got here.
0: Yeah, but, uh, you know, there's... uh, (laughs) Oh, I did did walk into that. (laughs) All right, so let's see. Modded Fallout New Vegas on a TV. Man, that does sound good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I think if they were to be able to build like a, a decent motherboard or, or system board something that they could put some reasonable like surround sound audio outs on and uh, if they were to buy like a mid-range video card that could do some decent stuff and offer upgrades if they people want um, I think uh, that would that would really sell units I mean and your entire steam library is already there so for people that have already used it it's it's totally why not you know you already have a built-in game library.
0: I just feel that, you know, PC games belong in the office, console games belong in the living room, and Valve is tampering in God's domain. <laughs> and- well, I
1: actually, I do agree to a certain extent. Uh, you're not going to play something like Total War, or I'm not, on my television. You know, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to play Age of Empires on my television. <laughs> um, and, you know, stuff like Planet Side 2. It's a little too complicated uh for, for for just a controller um but i think for you know ports of stuff If for some reason and of course this isn't going to happen because people are greedy but if for some reason pc games just decided not to go to 60 dollars like they're leaning now some of them are some of them aren't uh and they released a console where you don't have to go to the store it'll download it to your console and then it's ten dollars cheaper
0: I think that would be pretty dangerous. Yeah, but you don't have uh, achievements on PC games, do you? No, you got Steamies. I'm sorry, what I meant to say was... um, Hold on, what I meant to say was... Wait a minute. Oh, here's what I meant to say. What I meant to say, McMaster, was how are you going to use your mouse in the living room? That's what I meant to say, sorry.
1: Well, uh, that's a good question. Aha, Uh, I got one, good. But at the same time, if you're talking about a console, you don't really need it.
0: Uh yeah, but you mentioned like okay. How, here you go. Uh, until here's what I meant to say, McMaster. Okay. Until I can play World of Warcraft in the living room, the PC will not have fully arrived in the living room. There you go. That's what I meant to say.
1: You know what I can play though online and did the other day uh, was uh, Far Cry Three uh, Two with everything turned up to full. Oh, um, it was so delightful too.
0: Yeah, see, I, I never saw, I'm, I'm kind of glad, I never saw Far Cry 2 on the PC. I oh, yeah. It's just on the 360. So.
1: It's it's in the zone. Uh, if you turn it up really high, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of
0: like scenes from The Lion King. You get all tingly. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of funny how whenever you boot up Steam, there's a big old, even if you're on your PC, there's yep. that big old icon in the upper right-hand corner, big picture. And it's sort of, if you're not on a... On a TV in the living room, looking at that, it's sort of like it's taunting you. It's like, oh, <laughs> look, what, look what you don't get to use.
1: <laughs> it finally broke me.
0: Yeah, I can <laughs> understand. Uh,
1: no, yeah, it was uh, that and, I guess, getting Far Cry 3 and just kind of not wanting to sit and play that on my...
0: Oh, oh, McMaster, I'm sorry, I screwed it. Here's what I meant to say. But you don't <laughs> physically own copies of your game. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, oh. you, don't, you don't physically own a copy of Far Cry 3 like I do on my 360. That's what I meant to say, McMaster.
1: Oh yeah, you think, you think that's gonna, that's gonna carry on? You think they haven't thought about that? I'm pretty sure that Microsoft's gonna start going away from it, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my, – my Vita is – I was so incensed that I couldn't use my PSPs, and now I'm loving the whole digital download element. Of yeah. it. I'm totally going to roll over as soon as console makers start doing that. That whole, you can only buy from us and download it, you won't have a physical copy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the biggest lamb. It just yeah, –
1: it, it makes so much sense. But the biggest problem you're going to have is retail stores are going to have a freaking fit. You know, I mean, they they just will.
0: Oh, you know what? I I misspoke, McMaster. Here's what I meant to say. What I meant to tell you is, yeah, but what's going to happen to your games when Steam goes out of business? That's what I meant to say about you using big picture in the the living room. I don't know. (laughs) What's
1: going to happen to my uh, EA games in a year when I can't play the multiplayer anymore?
0: So when I was looking up, when I was trying to look up stuff on Steam to talk about the War Z thing uh, and what other games might have broken feature promises in their bullet list, I, I looked at the list of all the games that EA has stopped supporting online, has, has shut down the servers for, and I was checking to see if they were selling any of those on Steam with promises of multiplayer support. Uh, and to EA and Steam's credit, that do, and Valve's credit, that does seem to be pretty much in line. Like, if there are things that you can't play online, they're either not being sold on Steam, or they're not promising multiplayer support. So, EA, yeah, they're jerks for shutting down servers, but at least they don't promise that you can play things multiplayer once the servers are dead. Uh, they're jerks, but they're efficient corporate jerks. Right, who, who know how to cover their asses. Yeah. Exactly,
1: yeah. You know, we're not talking about about a bunch of fly-by-night uh, jackasses. We're talking about, you know, yeah. full suit-wearing jackasses. So
0: with legal departments, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so McMaster, so you're, you're digging the big picture uh, and the things you're mainly playing on it. Like, is So is big picture your game of the week or is it a specific yeah. game? Okay. I think
1: big picture is, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, and so we talked a bit about Far Cry 3 back when you hadn't even played it. So you got to listen to us talk about it. Uh, com- considering what we said and what we might have done to your expectations, how is it holding up for you?
1: Um, well, they were sufficiently lowered, so uh, I really haven't hated it. Uh, now, I will say uh, money's worthless. Um, I mean, absolutely worthless in that game. Uh, the only time I've ever used it is to purchase like, ammo.
0: Now, you say it's worthless, and I, I kind of agree, Master, but I think the money sink is supposed to be uh, the signature weapons that you unlock at certain thresholds if you're chasing collectibles down. Uh, Now, it's a pretty crappy excuse for a money sink because you have so many different weapons and the minor improvements you see in some of the signature weapons, I don't think are necessarily worth the money. Uh, But, yeah, I agree with you that it's worthless, but there is a money sink in there if you care about signature weapons.
1: And, uh, you know, and just like after a while, you keep keep being attacked by the same animals, you skin them, and then... You don't really need the skins after a certain point. So right. you're sitting there selling them with a warning every time. And, uh, yeah, it's just like a bunch of weird stuff. It's kind of like they put together a game where where they were like, okay, let's put together a really cool island. And let's make it where you can drive around. You can set stuff on fire. You can blow stuff up, all that jazz. Uh, but uh, we need more. We need more on top of that. We need, uh, we need collectibles. We need all this and that and this and that. And so basically, instead of in something like Far Cry 2 where you're creating your own little stories as you go, Far Cry 3, you you end up going to their mission areas, doing them, and then doing something else. Uh, so that's like kind of, I guess, my weird thing about it is that it's not – it doesn't feel like an open world. It, it feels like a really cool set piece. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of missing some pizzazz uh now however i I have enjoyed doing certain things in it. There's plenty of things to do uh but I think yeah, ultimately it just kind of after a while it's just kind of become boring.
0: Mcmaster, how are you doing with shark skins? God, shark skins are kind of easy to get. Wait a minute, what. <laughs> First what are you of all, about? what they're so easy to get. No, okay, well, they're easy to get if you go online and look at how to get them, which I finally no. did. What do I you did. mean, no? I was swimming around trying to knife sharks. Why would you do that? Well, how else are you going to kill a shark? You shoot it, but you can't pull out your gun when you're swimming. Yeah, you don't go in the water. Only jerks go and wrestle sharks. Well, you what shoot shark. You- Nobody that I know of, McMaster, in the real world, nobody stands on the shore and snipes sharks with an automatic rifle. No so, one I know of chases a shark down with a knife. Well, no one I know of needs a shark skin to get a bigger wallet. I agree. But uh... so, so, real quick, who just won that exchange? Did you or did I? I think we both lost. <laughs> Well no, I had no idea. So all I knew is I needed shark skin. So I'm like, well yeah, I got to jump out. I got to take a stupid boat or swim out in the water, wait till a shark attacks me and then I use my knife against it. That apparently is possible but not practical and really difficult to do, and I was never able to do it. So then I thought, "Oh, well I should probably shoot a shark." But I can't use my gun. So, oh, I need to take a boat out there. So I drove a boat out there and I stood at the edge of the boat and looked down in the water looking for sharks. Never saw any. It's like, what, what? no sharks are going to swim up to my boat. What am I supposed to do? Wow. So so the third step is I go to Google and I type in Far Cry Three Hunt sharks. And I look down the list and someone's like, oh, yeah, you stand on the shore and you snipe yep. them and then you swim out and skin their bodies. Yeah, that's what I did. I mean, I didn't look it up. I just. You knew I, to do that. You knew instinctively that was part of. I looked on the map,
1: right, and I saw where the sharks were, and I, I was near this place that was, had a little sound or whatever. So, I went over and I saw a shark fin, and I was like, "Oh man!" So I pulled out my camera, and here's a little fun fact: if you point your camera at water, it does not count it as uh, a uh, as something that um, hinders your vision. So if you spin your camera around to that area, it tags the shit out of everything <laughs> oh
0: sneaky mcmaster Very so
1: nice. yeah i didn't see i didn't expect it i just did it the first time because like i saw the shark and i was like well i don't want to lose it so I, I mark it with the camera and then as i spun the camera back it was like turtles everywhere and stuff i was like oh, okay so uh yeah i just did that i would go find a bunch of sharks i would mark them with the camera then i would get the sniper rifle and shoot two or three shots into them that usually did it
0: very good uh, McMaster, how much do you, as a person, empathize with Jason Brody's plight? That is such a weird
1: game story <laughs> to try to sell to people. And it's like you would have to be a very specific person <laughs> to really get into Jason Brody's story. And it's a whole just a, a goofy, like, empowerment story. But yeah, I don't. Like, oh, God, yeah, they do the thing where they shoot his brother or whatever in front of you, and I guess you're supposed to feel real bad about that, and it sucks, but you've known him for 12 seconds, and it was a bunch of cut scenes <laughs> where you're being assholes. So it's like I – I don't know. So, yeah, it's like yeah, a really rich kid who gets a bunch of tattoos and then goes around murdering dudes wholesale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, it's – I really felt it. Uh, now – I will say I didn't hate Vaz as much as you do, but he is totally of the "I'm screaming loud, uh, <laughs> I'm crazy because I talk loud" school of acting. Right. Yeah. It's hard as hell to understand what he's saying sometimes, too. Actually, that guy—he's he, like—he's really going Scarface, pretty heavy on it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the, the game itself—I uh, don't understand the money. I like I say, you know, I know, the signature weapons, right? But. Yeah, they give you almost every weapon in the game.
0: It know? is kind of funny. I would feel like a, a real boob if I were to pay to unlock one of the guns when it's just going to unlock eventually. Like, wh- why would you buy one of these guns when they're just being dumped into your lap regularly well, as you're I, going about playing the game? Uh, I would I would just feel completely taken advantage of if I paid for one of these things.
1: <laughs> I have spent money on two. Uh-huh. And- There's one that you have to, and I count that. That's the first one. He makes you buy a pistol. Uh, The second one, uh, I I was like, I have a few bucks. I want to see how this works. I bought, like, a machine gun, and it was pretty cheap. And then after that, I was like, oh, hey, look, every gun ever is free. So, yeah, yeah, you pretty much stop purchasing uh, real quick. Uh, Now, you could buy, like,
0: add-ons. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and those are so weird because they're so cheap. I mean, again, that's another thing where money doesn't matter. Why would you not just buy all the add-ons for every gun? Because you're not going to use most of them anyway. Why not just buy the two good ones? I guess some guns can hold three. I don't know. Some guns can only hold one add-on. But, yeah, why – there's no – there's no sense of gratifying progression when money is so worthless and the add-ons are so cheap and the difference that it makes is, is so marginal. Yeah, it's, yeah,
1: it's like they, uh, they offer you the option of a red dot site or an ACOG site. Yay! You know, it, like, wow, thanks, guys. Uh, and there's cool stuff about it. Like, I mean, not all of the crafting's bad. I like explosive arrows. You know, I like craft like that. But, I mean, and good God, you were right about the skills. Like, some of them are pretty cool, but some of them are just baffling, you know, uh, takedowns that you can use once the entire game.
0: Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) There will be one level where you're climbing up beneath two dudes, and if you have spent the skill point, you can kill them both simultaneously.
1: You or know, you could just get up there and stab them both. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's like the weirdest progression. And the fact that those are in front of good skills makes no sense to me. Well, like, part
0: of what I wonder, McMaster, is if they were thinking of it as a, like you have to unlock things on the way to the good skills. So, I, I mean, did they build the the tree to where they're going to put crappy stuff in the way of good stuff so that you have to work your way through them to get the good stuff? I, I feel ultimately McMaster it's just terribly thought out it's a really it's an exa- it's a worst case example of how to do a skill tree first of all it's three skill trees there's no yeah. clear delineation between what goes nope. on which tree i don't understand their whole deal about this is the spider tree here's the shark tree <laughs> <Here's> <laughs> the em- my favorites yeah i think is there an emu tree or what's the third one spider uh, shark uh, oh heron isn't it a heron
1: something yeah, yeah it's, it's a heron
0: which if i'm not mistaken isn't a heron just like a stork it's like a bird i don't know but uh so yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a really poorly thought out skill tree. If I was to do a top 10 list of worst skill trees in the world, that would be in the top 5.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pretty rough one. Like, I was I was really surprised. It it made me laugh a few of those skills like oh my favorite. Uh when you're killing a guy, hold down the right button to, to yank the pin on his grenade and kick him forward. <laughs> so, like who the hell <laughs> you're never going to use that there's like there's always like three guys you know and if you do that they're going to run there's no point in that skill or like oh if you're above a guy you could jump down on him I'm like uh, okay Yeah, when are you ever above a guy in that freaking game? McMaster, I'm
0: sure there's at least two or three times when you might be able to use that (laughs) skill if you've paid for it. Come on. Give give the developers some credit, McMaster. I I did use
1: the takedown from the water. I did that one. I was excited. I actually got to do that one. Um, But, uh, yeah, no. Or or the one you mentioned that I thought was so great uh, in retrospect is uh, the zipline shooting. Yeah. Such a useful skill because I know when I'm on a zip line there's enemies everywhere like what there's never enemies around those freaking things
0: there is mcmaster I hope this isn't a spoiler there's there's something on the second island where there's like a canyon that's Uh-oh. you go back and forth with this on this zip line and it seems like they put that in there They put that skill in there specifically for that one little canyon. But the other thing was stupid. (laughs) And what's what's also stupid about it, McMaster, is you have to have a pistol equipped. And I don't know about you, but I have never seen any reason to keep a pistol in one of the slots. No, like that's just pointless. And it's the same that that zipline level, McMaster. There's no point to get on a zipline when you can just snipe the dudes from on the other platform from another platform before you get on the zipline. Like I'm not going to get on the zipline. I'm going to kill the guys over there first rather than get on the zipline, happen to have a pistol, happen to have unlocked this skill, Happen, and then I'm able to shoot the guys as I'm ziplining. Uh, yeah.
1: I'll tell you, uh, Jason Brody is a confusing man to me. Um, I guess one of my favorite things – I don't know why this makes me laugh so much, but like after several missions in a row – and I, I guess I don't know if it, he does it every mission – but uh, several missions in a row, he kept saying, well, that was harder than I expected. <laughs> and it was like uh, – the first one was I had to go collect some dog tags off of dead Japanese soldiers. I did it by hang gliding. And he's like, that's harder than I expected. And that like, really? And then the next mission I go on, I, I hear a, like, uh, overhear a guy talking about how he's cheating on his wife with another guy. And uh, I go confront him for some reason, and uh, yeah, I go. Well, that was harder than I expected. As, uh, like, what are you talking about? Are you just a giant baby that's confounded by the world at all points? Like, what? The uh,
0: those, uh, so you mentioned that uh, that that gay affair mission. Uh, there's, those are that's part of these side. Uh, I don't, do they call them story quests or their villager missions? But those are those are really weird. And that was the one. Yeah. There's one where a girl's gonna have an abortion, I think. There's another one where these star-crossed lovers run off and the guy betrays the girl and leaves her to get killed by dragons. And there's that weird affair one you talk about where the woman's like, my husband's having an affair, find out what's going on. And you find out he's in love with another dude. Like, I don't, it seems like, I don't know what they were trying to do with that. If it was supposed to be some weird social commentary, um, but yeah, that was that's an odd type of game to put that kind of stuff in there.
1: Yeah, yeah I liked the one too where uh, it was a suicide pact. That was a good one. Or yes. where <laughs> what this game makes no sense whatsoever in its narrative. It's like uh, it's like they have a suicide pact in a party village in a tropical paradise. Where there's mercenaries fighting everywhere, and yet there's like day glow Christmas lights, and everybody's happy,
0: and bloodshed. McMaster to quote to quote various people throughout history: "The heart wants what the heart wants." That's true. And this isn't <laughs> the hearts of the hearts of darkness. Yeah, and the, even the heart of darkness wants what the heart wants. McMaster, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, there we go. You've, you're uh, are you going to stick with it? So you're up to the second island. Is it something you're going to see through? Uh, how are you feeling about Far Cry Three?
1: I still want to go like kill some of the encampments and stuff like that, but I guess I've just reached this point where uh, the story is just winding and winding. And it's like I like some of the characters; like they're they're goofy, but they're not all hateable. You know, it, it's strangely. Uh, I will say that they did some interesting writing. Like Buck isn't terrible; he's bizarre, and he's like
0: not. But anyway, Master, right now. So here's another thing that I loathed about the writing in Far Cry Three. So you yeah. meet you meet Buck, and the whole yeah. implication of Buck's character is that he has bought your, your one of your male friends, and I think the idea is that he is raping him. That's the idea, and you are going to buy your friend back. You're going to rescue him uh, from, you know, male rape or whatever stupid, weird thing they want you to think is going on there. I mean, that's clearly what they imply. So you meet this character, Buck, and immediately Jason Brody, the line they have written for Jason Brody is, oh, his name is Buck and he likes to... And they don't even say
1: the I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, that's uh,
1: and it's so weird because, for me, he said it right before I got on a hang glider.
0: So it's like this weird, baffling. <laughs> like, and the whole point uh, of that line—I mean, the line is—it's—it's it's just a ripoff. it it's, yeah. just, it's just a pop culture nod that has no context. That's stupid. Yeah. That has no, and it, it's just because you know that's that's the line Nuts. from uh, yeah. from um, Kill yeah. Bill. Uh, and and the the thing is, if you're gonna do that, why not say the f word? Like, why not say the whole line instead of just cutting it off as? F- what what were they doing there? What were they thinking? Uh, God, that was I, I just hate that kind of thing. So much of the writing just in in Far Cry Three is just plain bad. But then other parts of it that are just plain bad also just rub me the wrong way. I mean, that's just the absolute sure. worst way to do bad writing. Uh,
1: Which, well, I'll say that like I guess maybe to me the reason I thought I liked the character of Buck is at least he kind of stands out. Like Dennis is such a bizarre character. Uh, in a way uh so
0: th- one of the g- things about that i would that i think is a reason to sort of push on to the second island is they they give you a new sidekick who i think is i don't know that i'd say i, I think saying the best character in far cry 3 is probably damning with faint praise but the new the new <laughs> the new replacement sidekick that you get is actually kind of cool like i sort of like what they do with that he's almost like someone out of one of pandemic's mercenary games uh, <laughs> So, nice. yeah, you'll meet him soon enough.
1: Um, uh, uh, but hey, Willis, man. He loves America. And like all that writing in the handbook and everything. Who's Willis? He's the freaking agent.
0: Oh, the, C. the CIA Island. guy.
1: He's oh. the guy that's like writing all the stupid crap.
0: I. That's yeah. who's writing that stuff is. All right, right. Okay. Oh,
1: it's so terrible, too. It's right. like, it's so childish. It's <laughs> am sorry.
0: Uh, All right, so there you go. A little Far Cry 3, McMaster. You're finally catching up with us. Good work. Um...
1: I will say that, like, you know, the first night I played it, before I'd cleared anything, I had a pretty cool moment where I was driving down the road, and uh, I ran into a bunch of guys at a roadblock. And uh, they were, like, they were hassling some guy. So I ran up, and, like, I stabbed a couple of them. And I turned around. I had one shot left in my shotgun. I killed a guy. Another guy, like, slips on his friend and falls over. I ran over and stabbed him, uh, and that was pretty cool. But that's like the only time that's happened um, since then. Yeah.
0: Well, you got a lot more of that ahead of you. Uh, so I don't know about this. The, a guy slipped on his friend. Yeah, like, he kind
1: of like stumbled. Like
0: <laughs> stumbled. it was pretty awesome. Right. right. I mean, I
1: don't know if that was purposeful. It might have just been a complete coincidence, because you know. But it was pretty awesome
0: looking. Uh, I do enjoy every now and then coming across patrols under attack by, like, bears or something stupid that like
1: that. That is the best thing in the game. <laughs> like, when you can go to, like, one of their encampments and, like, shoot open a lion's cage tiger's cage or whatever. Ah, oh, so delightful. I I actually took over a camp because tigers attacked while I was looking at it.
0: I think they I, – I, it makes me wonder if some of those are scripted because I've definitely had – instances where i'm like looking at a camp and i'm tagging guys and thinking okay which area do i want to attack from and oh look there's a tiger creeping up on the camp uh i <laughs> know oh, he attacks <laughs> the camp and the guys creep freak out and they start attacking the tiger and i can shoot them from behind yeah uh
1: I, 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 it was like three tigers this one time and they killed every freaking body in the camp and it just gave me the camp
0: good for them uh <laughs> we are almost ready for a life of pie video game now
1: right yeah. actually i will say i contributed one bit i shot the alarm the tigers jumped i shot the alarm system and uh, tigers gave me a big thumbs up and yeah we took the camp
0: all right good so you're allying with tigers now mcmaster yeah mcmaster what are we going to bring folks next week uh yuletide cheer No, because christmas will be over oh well we're going to be done with all that silliness yeah that is pretty silly. so new year's cheer and some games of the week and uh and news of the week. We also have joining us uh, Chris Hornbostel who will be talking about playing Skyrim with mods, which uh as I said it's tampering in God's domain. Uh Bethesda made Skyrim the way it's supposed to be and you should not break it. So yeah. I I have a few I have a few stern words for Mr. Hornbostel when he joins us next week. All right.
1: All right, here's a movie quote for you, all right? All right, Bran, God put that rock there for a reason. You shouldn't move it.
0: Uh, I don't know what movie that's from. Mm, it's a shame. It's Goonies. I've never seen Goonies. Yeah, I don't know anything about what? that. Uh, no. why would I see Goonies? It's a kid's movie. Here's the rule that I here's how here's my movie quote for people like Chris Hornbossel who insist on breaking video games. My movie quote is this is not Nam, Smokey. There are <laughs> rules. That's how I feel about breaking Skyrim. So oh, join well, us for that. Join us for that one next week. We will be uh, uh, upbraiding Chris Hornbossel. I am Tom Chick. I've been joined by Jason McMaster, a.k.a. Rearmaster, And uh, we'll talk to everyone next week. Shalom.
1: do Uh, next is the Highlander soundtrack